the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This hour of Always Right Radio is brought to you by Keeping Medicare Simple and The Floor King. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is Always Right Radio with Bob Frantz on AM 1420, The Answer. Seven minutes after 11 o'clock. And hour number three is underway on this Wednesday. It's the second morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2022. We have had uh, a very busy day today. We talked to Christina Rogner about her Senate race, re-election campaign. We talked to Madison Jessiato Gilbert about her congressional race against uh, Amelia Sykes. And uh, now we're going to talk about what happened last night in the Senate race in Columbus. A Fox News town hall forum, 30 minutes of questions, not from moderators so much. They did follow-ups, but 30 minutes of questions from audience members, Twitter users, people who recorded videos, and more. Uh, 30 minutes for Tim Ryan, then 30 minutes for J.D. Vance. Tim Ryan squirmed and uh, struggled, I think, throughout to defend himself against some of his previous statements. J.D. Vance, I think, hit a moonshot. I think his shot last night was was longer and better than Bryce Harper's. Yeah, I was, I was raised by a single mom, too. I was raised by my mamaw, uh, in big part my grandmother, because of some of the issues that we had in our family. But I, I certainly know the struggles that working families are going through. And, and I'd say a couple of big things, right? So one of the reasons why we have this terrible inflation is because the Biden administration, backed by Tim, uh, supported a lot of borrowing and spending, throwing fuel on the fire, which has caused the price of everything to go up. Now, we have to remember, Biden said that he wouldn't raise taxes on the middle class. But if you're a family right now dealing with the grocery prices and the energy prices, certainly you feel like your taxes have gone up a lot because the cost of living a good life in this country has gone up a lot. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. Every middle class American has seen their taxes go up because every time the, the, the numbers on your gas pump where you are, read $65 instead of $43 to fill up your truck the way I do, or $50 instead of $35 to fill up your car, that's a tax hike. Every time your grocery bill goes from $110 for a cartload to $160 for a cartload, that is a tax hike. And all of these are the responsibility of Biden administration and Democrat legislative policies. Make no mistake about it. 
J.D. hit it out of the park last night on that issue and so many more. Let's uh, welcome now our regular Wednesday guest, Jack Windsor, of course. is Our regular Wednesday commentator. He is the editor and founder and lead reporter and do-everything guy for the Ohio Press Network, and he was in Columbus last night. He was covering that event, so he's got a perspective that you and I don't. Welcome, Jack Windsor. How are you, sir? Bob, I'm super fantastic. Thanks for choosing me today. That applause there uh, kind of sounded like J.D. Vance entering the <laughs> room last night. Um, that, to me, uh, the, the there's a lot we'll talk about, but the energy of the room when he came in and the energy of the room um, when he was introduced, uh, when the cameras went live, uh, was markedly different. And, you know, Fox News said there were Democrats, there were Republicans, there were independents. Uh, the energy for J.D. Vance was off the charts last night. I'm very glad to hear you talk about that to start, Jack, because uh, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. The left will say it was a stacked deck as it was a Fox News production. They probably had far more Republicans in the crowd uh, than Democrats. Um, do you think that is the case, or was that just kind of an indication, a cross-section of the population that they brought into this thing, uh, and that just happens to be how popular Republicans are in Ohio right now as opposed to Democrats? Well, I can tell you the, the local reporters they, they chose for the panel were both left-leaning. So uh, looking at it from my personal experience um, in you know my little industry, um, I think the left was very well represented there. Uh, there were times throughout the night that Tim Bryan made some comments, and he had significant applause. Um, were there more Republicans? Possibly. But, I mean, look at Ohio. Outside of Sherrod Brown, who's been in politics uh, about as long as I've been alive and has tremendous name recognition, uh, Republicans, you know, they, they carry the day in, in almost every major office. So, um, you know, some people would say that Ohio is a purple state. Um, in a lot of ways, it's still it's a it's a red state. It used to be a bellwether state, um, but is more decidedly Republican now. So, if there were more Republicans, I think that's indicative of what's going on uh, across Ohio's eighty-eight counties. Did you happen to talk to anybody there, Jack, about how they seated people? In other words, how many people? How many people were in the in the uh, venue? Do you know? You know, that's a that's a great question. I got a couple of pictures. I, if I went back and counted, it, you know, it might be like one hundred and fifty. Uh, okay. 200 people. So are you aware um, or did you talk to anybody about how they made sure that there was an equal number or a, a not an equal number, but that there were a number of Democrats, Republicans and independents? Did they did they issue tickets based on that, based on people's declarations? Did they ask people outside the door? Was it, you know, we're, we're letting the, we're letting the first 150 people in unless they're, you know, unless we find out they're all from one party. Then we're going to say, you've got to go. You've got to go. And these other guys can come in. I, I guess I'm wondering how they balanced it if they did yeah that's an answer i don't have and it's a question i really didn't ask um partially because some of the questions that i did ask on the front end um they were answered but uh it was a pretty big production they had last night it's actually amazing to watch they come in they set up and uh you know 30 minutes after it was over i mean they're breaking everything down it's uh it's precision that they operate by uh, but you know the folks that put it together have a lot on their plates um and, and you get time for some questions up front um but they don't have a great deal of time to deal with your questions so no that was not one that i asked but we can dig into that take a look at it and yeah see the only reason I, I, it's no it's you know it's it's not it's not worth digging i just wondered if you happen to know because i want to know what to make of the applause because i agree with you it was markedly loud at least from the tv side i watched it you were there um 
it was markedly different. Uh, there was much more energy in the room, it seemed like, whenever J.D. dropped his winning lines than there were when Tim Ryan dropped his winning lines. I mean, he had applause, to be truthful, as he was, you know, since he went first, it sounded really, really loud to me. And I thought, oh, boy. I bet Fox overcompensated and stacked the deck with a lot more Democrats in the crowd because, man, listen to that applause for Tim Ryan. It sounded really loud to me until Vance got his turn, and then it was like, oh, my, uh, not so much. Uh, there are, there, it's much larder for J.D. Vance. So I'm just wondering what to make of it because I'm trying, yeah. to get a, I'm trying to get a bellwether here, Jack, on what's going to happen next Tuesday, you know, and I want to see if that small crowd is an indication. Yeah, so we'll talk about that a little bit more. An interesting thing, you know, part of the job of a producer on the set like that is to get people whooped up, right? So right. regardless of which side you're on, when they come back from commercial, they want they want that energy. So I think for both candidates, there's there's some of that, right? It's you have a producer or somebody you know behind the camera, kind of doing the hey, you know, get up, make some noise, kind of thing, and and I think that happens. So yes, Tim Ryan did get a lot of. Uh, you know, energy, but J.D. Vance got a standing ovation when he entered the room. The thing that was really interesting to me, and this is the difference, because, you know, people respond in like kind. They, you know, they, they feed off of the energy of the person that's being focused on. And I, I'll, I'll never forget, I was watching uh, Tim Ryan. Uh, he's sitting in the chair, and, and they go live, and he's just kind of, you can see he's kind of thinking deep, maybe rehearsing his lines. And then once it goes on, he kind of plasters this smile on his face and perks up. And it was really interesting. It was like, I'm sitting here, okay, now I'm ready for TV. The juxtaposition to that was J.D. Vance looked, looked like he'd been sitting in that seat for two hours and, and chatting with everybody. And, you know, he was at a you know cookout on the 4th of July hanging out with his buddies. The energy uh, was just different. And I think people fed off of that. Well, that's that's a good way to look at it, uh, uh, Jackson. Now let's talk. Uh, just I want to get your opinion. You and I spoke last night <clears throat> getting, getting uh, instant reactions from one another about uh, how things went. And, um, of course, I just gave you mine because I was watching. You not only gave me yours, but you also talked about somebody that you spoke with who saw things a little bit differently than I did when it, when it comes to Tim Ryan's performance. So um, in whatever order you choose, how did you evaluate Ryan, not the reception, we've covered that part, but how, his answers, mm-hmm. his performance? And um, you said you did t- speak to some, uh, some uh, ticket holders who were there at the event uh, who had some opinions you want to share. Yeah, so look, each person was asked several questions from members of the audience and then from Brett and Martha. And so there was a lot of back and forth, but let's do the 80-20 rule here. Let's let's find the things that I think are going to move the needle forward the most. And depending on what you look at, in Ohio's 15, uh, 15 congressional districts, you know, so encompassing the entire state, what people are searching online and what they're talking about, jobs, wages, taxes, firearms, gas prices, abortions on the list, it's about 17, 8, 9, somewhere in that ballpark. So the question for me that I think probably determined what someone was going to do if they're undecided for for, uh, Tim Ryan or J.D. Vance, uh, it's pretty fortuitous. You played uh, J.D. Vance's uh, comment at the top of the show. He's spot on. We can talk about taxes and tax cuts and what you need, but if you are a hardworking Ohioan and you go to the gas pump and you're paying what you're paying and you go to the grocery store and you're paying what you're paying, you get your energy bill and you're paying what you're paying, you're going, I'm, it feels like, you can call it a tax, you can call it inflation, you can call it whatever you want. I call my, I call it my bank account being empty. And so I think the way that um, J.D. Vance was able to diagnose 
how we got to where we are. And, you know, what is he going to do? He's, he's, he's not going to vote for tax and spend is what he said. And he's, he's going to open up um, energy, uh, and particularly in the state of Ohio. And here's the bugaboo for Tim Ryan. If you remember, there was a moment, the first question, the lady said, can you look me in the face and tell me that the government expenditures on the green energy subsidies through the Inflation Reduction Act uh, that increase our national debt are in any way lessening my burden at the gas station in the grocery store. And do you remember what he said? He said, I, I could not say that right now at this present moment. Well, look, it which, 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 by the way, I think demanded a follow up. Can you say that about any point in the future? And I think he tried to say, you know, well, but, but of course, we, you know, analysts have looked that thing up one side and down the other. And I wish this is, you know, where I wish Brett Baer or Martha McCallum would have said this, that experts and analysts say that if the Inflation Reduction Act has any impact whatsoever on inflation in the next several years, it will be to increase inflation by a slight amount, by 0.2%. It will do nothing to decrease inflation. No, it won't, de- it won't decrease inflation, and some of the other piece- big pieces of legislation are actually going to increase taxes in every tax bracket. So you're kind of stuck with that, right? And, and, and I guess in a sense, he's owning it. He's saying not in the present moment. But then when he, he got down to the nitty gritty, well, what do you do? Well, you know, we need to make sure that we are taking advantage of this natural, you know, gas blessing that we have here in Ohio. And we need to streamline project permitting. And then he, here's the odd part. He goes on to say, and then we need to export it to Europe and China. So the question is, how are you going to fix prices at the gas pump? How are you going to fix prices at the grocery store? And Tim Ryan is talking about a three- to five-year solution and then exporting our natural resources to China. There was a tone deafness there that I just – I was blown away by the answer to that first question, to be totally frank. We're talking to Jack Windsor, who was uh, was at the event last night in Columbus, the uh, Fox News Town Hall Forum with uh, Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance answering questions from uh, audience members and beyond. So tell me more about, uh, about like I said, I, I, I saw J.D. Vance as being more prepared. Um, you and I have talked about this before, that uh, Ryan is the 20-year guy. He's been through 10 mm-hmm. campaigns. He's, he's had to campaign every two years for, for his seat in uh, in Congress. And yet, J.D. Vance, who's a rookie, who's brand new at this. Now, he's not a media rookie because, of course, you know, he helped produce his own movie, which is based on his own book, and he's had a lot of camera time. But uh, never in a, in, a, in a situation like this where he's facing questions from people over political positions, he looked like he'd been there forever. He looked composed. I, th- I said this earlier in the show, that I thought he did good in the first debate, I thought he was great in the second debate. I thought he was outstanding last night. And it wasn't a debate, but he didn't know what questions were coming any more than anybody else did. He was prepared. He was articulate. He answered every question. I think he, he scored every point that he wanted to score. And I think he should be feeling very good about where he sits right now six days away. Your thoughts? Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think of an analogy so that this isn't an unfair way to say this. Um, you know, when we were growing up, one of the things we heard is you don't tell a lie, right? Because when you tell a lie, you got to cover it up with another lie and then another lie. And then, you know, uh, the farther you get away from that initial point, the more you have to kind of play mind games and go, well, wait, what did I say? How did I? And, and to me, that's the issue. I mean, J.D. Vance um, said what he said about Donald Trump way back before the primary. And then he explained what he said and, and why he feels differently. And, you know, 
in, in a real sense, he's, he's beating the same drum. You know, his policy positions seem to come from a worldview that he's embracing and owning right now, even if it is different than 2016 and 2017. I don't think Tim Ryan is doing the same thing. I think Tim Ryan is, is, is having to jockey thoughts in his mind about, well, you know, yes. I mean, it, it kind of comes down to this. Let, let me say this. Twice last night, and I think they showed it on the camera, uh, you know, we were up top, but they asked for a show of hands. Do you think the border is secure? <laughs> One person raised their hand. Do you think inflation is the top issue? Everybody raised their hand. Uh, well, if you're Tim Ryan, how do you jujitsu yourself out of that? When you voted with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time, when you voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time. So I, I think that there is just so much maneuvering that Ryan has to perform that, that it's just, it's taxing, you know? And I think JD is, frankly, I think JD's in the lead. Um, I think he's got a five or six point lead and I think he's starting to feel that. I think he saw that energy and enthusiasm last night. But make, make no mistake about it. When we did these GOP U.S. Senate forums, J.D. Vance is as good in a, uh, with a microphone as anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Uh, he he is, and he was smooth. And so now the question becomes: the the face to face or head to head or whatever you want to call them moments are over. Now it's knocking doors, I suppose, having individual stump uh, speeches and 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 a lot more campaign uh, tele- television ads. I'm sure. What does Tim Ryan do to close the gap that you think is, exists right now? Can he? Yeah, Can yeah. he? Not only maybe that's a better question. Can he close the gap, or is this really just all going uh, JD's way now? Well, look, let's let's look at a couple of the indicators, right? So if you go to five thirty eight, um, let's look at the national momentum in the past couple of days. It actually shows that uh, the Republicans are probably going to take the Senate, right? There are some toss up seats. There might be it might be fifty two, it might be fifty three, and they're certainly going to take the House. So. The energy and the momentum is there. Um, I would say that it's been there. I think it's been underreported. <laughs> I think it, I think it's trying to push a you know a beach ball under the water <laughs> in a swimming pool. It's going to pop up. It's just a matter of you know where is it going to pop up first. Um, at this point, uh, you look at uh, the simulations that 538 has run, and they run like 40,000 of them. Eighty percent of those simulations not only come back for a JD Vance victory, but they come back near double digits. I don't know how you close that gap, particularly uh, when you realize that Tim Ryan is not getting the funding. It seems that the spigot has been turned off for his race, and they're diverting that money to, to other races. That's not that they're conceding. Um, he's going to have to have a, a killer ground game. But, you know, for me, um, J.D. Vance says Donald Trump coming in the night before the election. Uh, that's hard to overcome. In, in Ohio, where Trump has won uh, the state by eight points on two separate occasions, um, which 2020, by the way, was more impressive because of the, you know, the attacks that he was under for four years. Um, I would say that it's insurmountable, but I could be wrong. Was Fox fair fair uh, in the way they handled everything? Uh, can you ask that in a different way? How they handled everything, meaning the the forum, the, the questions, debate, the uh, questions. I was reading Andrew Tobias. Uh, perhaps you've read him uh, on Cleveland.com and his takeaway from the uh, from the event. He said that. Ryan was grilled with follow-up questions. Vance was handed softballs with no follow-up questions of note. Yeah, so I think Tim Ryan um, was grilled a little bit um, because I think Tim Ryan has been inconsistent. <laughs> and so um, has J.D. Vance been inconsistent? I think there was one uh, you know, one issue on abortion that they talked about. 
Um, so do I think that the, the questions were uh, more difficult for uh, Tim Ryan? Yes, I do. I actually do think that they lean back harder on Tim Ryan. Is that because of bias or is that because of what we just talked about a few minutes ago, the, the, the mental jujitsu he has to perform in order to backtrack that he's voted uh in support of everything that got us to where we are. Yeah, well, he's trying to reinvent himself. So, I mean, there has to be follow-up on that. There has to be, quote-unquote, harder questions on that. If you've put yourself into a position where you have hated Donald Trump for the last six years, and now you're saying, I voted with Trump on China, and I voted with Trump on trade, and now I'm I'm for fracking, uh, and I'm for uh, pro-cop, and all of these things that he has never been, I'm for a tax cut. He's never voted for a tax cut in his life, in his 20 years, in Washington, in fact, Jack, don't you have a stat on that? Yeah, he's he's voted um, according to information. Now, I'm still digging through it, and, and to be totally transparent, it's information that the uh, National Republican Senatorial Committee put out uh, that has links to 113 different votes uh, on which uh, he voted in the affirmative to raise taxes by 6.7 trillion dollars. <laughs> so there is a record there of tax increases, um, not tax decreases. And with all due respect, I think Andrew Tobias is a great writer. Um, I'm, I'm certain he probably doesn't feel the same way about me, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> but my, my question would be, you know, how did you perceive the first two debates? Because, you know, particularly the one in Youngstown, uh, you know, some of the questions that were being asked, um, you know, about they're bringing up the Trump comment about kiss my arse, right, with right, J.D. Vance, right. they wanted to ban those flames again. They wanted to talk about the LGBTQ stuff. They wanted to talk about January 6th. And, you know, Ohioans are talking about inflation, <laughs> the economy, taxes, guns. And so, you know, if we're going to take that road, then let's travel it through all three and do an honest assessment on all three head-to-head times that they've had. Very, very good point. That's why we have you on, Jack Windsor. Jack, terrific analysis. I'm glad you were there last night. Uh, We'll talk again very, very soon. In fact, maybe really, really, really soon to tell everybody about what's coming next uh, for uh, for you in the media media realm and for myself as well. Uh, But thanks so much for the great job you did last night and uh, for this morning. Bob, thanks for choosing me. Have a super fantastic day. Terrific job by Jack Windsor. Time out now for news. Back after on Always Right Radio. I don't know about you, but all those interviews have made me kind of hungry. Uh, seriously, if you're hungry like I am, what is it now? Yeah, it's getting close to lunchtime, about a half an hour away. Uh, how about Harry Buffalo? If you're in the area and you're looking for a great place to have your lunch, Harry Buffalo on Nor- uh, Great Northern Boulevard in North Olmsted is always a great option. I tell you about the food, and I like to tell you about the specials. Each and every day there's a new special, particularly for the happy hour. Not for the lunch crowd, but for the 4 to 7 happy hour crowd. It's the Burger Bonanza on Wednesdays. The best burger menu in Northeast Ohio. Why? Because nobody else offers you bison. Uh, amidst all of the other great different combinations of burgers that you can have with toppings to beat the band, you can convert your burger from beef to bison, and nobody else can touch that. It is phenomenal. you got to check it out for yourself. $2 off on Wednesdays. But there's great food specials every day. Uh, and whether you go for lunch or whether you go for this uh, happy hour time or maybe you just want to take the family out to dinner after the job tonight, it's always a great time to get to uh, Harry Buffalo. But before you go, might I suggest you go to the website, harrybuffalo.com. Join the herd, which means 
means you're a subscriber. They'll send you all the latest Buff news and specials so you can save money on subsequent visits, and you'll also get a free appetizer on your next visit, too. How about that? Go for lunch. Go for happy hour. Go for dinner. It doesn't matter what time because it's always a good time when it's Harry Buffalo time on Great Northern Boulevard in North Olmsted. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.